morning, church. Woman. Thank you. That was the first one. I knew it was from Luke. I had to be. It's the family thing, I'm sure. Good morning, Shofar. It is such a pleasure being here today. My name is Joao. I am Portuguese, but a lot of people call me Jojo because it's easier. And uh, first of all, I just want to take some time and thank uh, Amo and Luke for welcoming us. And um, just every year, it's just go from glory to glory to glory. Um, it's amazing to see what the Lord does every single year. Every single year, we just see George be greater in, in the presence of the Lord and just grow. And that's what we are here for. We're just here to invest in you and what the Lord is doing in South Africa. Amen. You know, if the Springboks were playing, we would just be shouting at the TV. Amen. Amen. Come on, Jesus. Let's go. I love that we were sharing testimonies this morning because, you know, the... the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It means that whatever has been done before, he tends to like to do it again. Come on. There we go. Come on, we're going places. We're getting the juices flowing. I know it's a little bit early, but we're going somewhere. I actually would like to invite my team forward. We're just going to share some testimonies from what the Lord has been doing here in George. Um, I'll just start off by saying that yesterday we went to the George Market, uh, which was stunning. I actually met Auntie Ursula. Hello. See, I can say a little bit of things, but not too many. Um, and we were just going out, asking the Holy Spirit who he wants us to pray for. And there was this gentleman in the back. And uh, I could see he was a little bit, you know, shy and cut off. And I said, hey, man, I really feel like the Lord wants to heal your back. And he's like, how do you know? I, I'm like, the Lord talks to me. He, he, he loves you and he really wants to touch you today. Are you for real? Yes, I'm for real. Can I pray for you? And when I said that, he was a little bit, you know, drawn back. He's like, oh, yeah. I said, don't worry. Lord, heal his back right now. I come on every single pain to leave. And Jesus, you are bringing full healing right now to his back. I said, check it. He goes, oh, my God. It's completely gone. Come on. The Lord in an instant brought healing to that man. Come on. So I'm just going to share uh, the mic with the rest of the team. they got awesome testimonies. And, uh, yeah, be expectant. The Lord is going to do the same today. Amen. 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 The Lord does want to do the same today. I, uh, I had the privilege of going to the beach yesterday, as you might be able to tell. <laughs> I'm a little sun-kissed. Uh, but yesterday was really cool because... Really, we were going to church, or to church, to like tent after tent, uh, and to preach, to preach the gospel, to bring the good news, and everyone was, oh, we're saved, thank you, oh, we're saved, and I was like, but God wants to heal you, and like, oh, I'm good, but like, we kept pressing in, it felt like we were just digging for something, and it was cool to see how God, like, was so after those people, he was putting on our hearts that he, <clears throat> sorry, I was preaching in Timbaleto last night, <laughs> so it was, it was hard to, I was yelling, um, but he, he wanted those people so badly, so we, were, uh, we just kept going after it. And finally, I walk up to this one tent. I step under the tent, and the peace of God filled, like, filled the tent. And I was like, oh, you guys know Jesus here, don't you? And they're like, oh, we love him. And I was like, but do you have pain in your body? Like, somebody's, like, shoulder maybe? And she says, yes, I, I slept wrong. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, God wants to heal you right now. And she's like, oh, no, like, you don't need to, you don't need to do that. She said it in Afrikaans, so, so I didn't understand. <laughs> so I went right over and prayed for her. And God healed her shoulder just in a second, and they just, like, light up, like, I'm not used to this. I love Jesus, but I'm not used to this. And 
it, it just, it's a testimony to release, guys, that we might not be used to, like, healings happening every day, but God wants to do that. He wants to bring healing every day to us. You know, even just sleeping wrong, he's going to do it. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I got the privilege to go with Eddie yesterday, and we got to pray for a man in his truck and his um, little son, and I just felt like he, I, I had some shoulder pain on the drive over there, and all of a sudden, I just walked up to his window, and I'm like, hey, um, do you have shoulder pain? And he's like, yes, and I was like, I know this sounds weird, but can I pray for you? I'm like, God kind of tells me things sometimes. I know it sounds crazy, but go with it. So I just got to pray for him. We prayed twice, and he's like, it's all gone. And so it was amazing. And then we just got to pray blessing over him and his, um, him and his son. And so it was, it was amazing to see God at work. So. I got the privilege of going to the mall. <laughs> I had to stop myself from shopping, but <laughs> but anyway, Ryan, who's another member of Grace Place and one of my grandchildren, they're all my grandchildren. So Ryan and I, we went through the mall, and the first person that we saw was around the furniture section selling cushions. So we walked right up to her, and we introduced ourselves. She introduced herself, and we said, we're Christians. Well, she got so excited. It was sort of sad in a way, but she was, God sees where I am. I thought, oh, God, love you, little lady. God never stops seeing where you are. So we, we started talking to her, and Brian says, I feel like there's something on your heart, your heartbeat. It was, it, but it stopped as soon as you guys came up and started talking about Jesus. I thought, Lord, you're so neat. So we just prayed God's blessings and that she would really know that she's never alone and that God sees her everywhere. But the greatest miracle of all miracles, I love miracles. They're great. So I was praying for this lady outside the retail store. And she goes, you got to come in and pray for my friend. The lady was right behind the counter, and people were in the store, right? And I thought, okay. So I said, well, your friend brought me in. Can I please pray for you? She said, yes. I just stopped walking with God a couple years ago. So I just avoided him. I said, little lady, God never avoids you. He's, he, he's hunting you down everywhere you go. So I got to lead her back to Christ. So praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hi, everyone. My name is Magdalene. Um, yes, last night I got the privilege to go to Carmel, and we worshiped on the, at the chapel on the hill, and it's so beautiful, and it was so just the whole service was filled with the Holy Spirit, and it was, it was incredible. But one of the things that really stuck out to me that was super awesome was there was a, a, young, a young man that um, he, as we were, were preaching and giving God's word, um, healing was breaking out, and um, we just saw that something was, like, really working in him, and he was just in the back just crying and crying and crying, and so we pulled him up and, and asked, like, what the Lord was doing in him, and he said that um, anytime he would touch his ear, um, it everything would be super muffled, and he couldn't hear anything, um, and he said that during the service, whenever he would do that, he could fully hear and it was so amazing just, like, seeing God impact such an amazing young man. And the Lord is here, and he's wanting to heal, and he's healing through, through his word. So. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Ashley. Thanks for having us here. Uh, yesterday, we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to go with Pastor Luke to, was it the taxi park? Yes, taxi rank. Uh, and so we were just going around, praying for people, seeing people get set free, healed, delivered, uh, seeing some salvations. It was awesome. So we were in a group huddled, about to break for lunch, and a security guard approaches us, and she's coming, she's coming right for us. I'm like, maybe she wants prayer. She comes, and she's like, what are you guys doing here? And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> so I'm like, woo, we're about to get in trouble. And so uh, we just explained to her, like, hey, we're here. You know, we're Christians. We believe the Lord wants to heal people. We're just praying for them. And she's like, okay, okay. And, you know, we're just chatting with her for a moment. And we're like, hey, can we pray for you for anything? And she started sharing about, like, her family members that she wanted to pray for. And I got a word of knowledge about her shoulder. I was like, do you have shoulder pain, by the way? And she's like, yeah, I actually do. And so we got to pray for her. And her shoulder was completely healed. She was moving around. And... And then she just left, and we never got to pray for her brother. And I was like, bye, nice to see you. Um, so it was just awesome to see God move in a powerful way. Hey, everyone. My name is Caroline. First time in South Africa, by the way, and I'm just amazed. Um, yesterday, a group of us during the day were walking around in Unity Park, and um, we were talking on the way over about just expecting the unexpected. And for me, um, just a little bit of context, I come from a pretty um, reserved, conservative background. I haven't really seen healings before. And um, when, we, when we parked in the parking lot, we were figuring out where we're going to walk and go. And um, this woman in the parking lot walks up, and, and our group leader just decided, hey, we're going to go talk to her. So I walk over with him, and turns out she has been really struggling with um, her family's health, and um, it's taken a toll on her, and she has immense pain in her hands. And so um, Caleb, the group leader, and I just decided he encouraged me to pray for her and pray for her healing. And um, I've never experienced this before, and I prayed for her, and her hands were fully healed. The pain in her hands is gone. So I just want to encourage you, the Lord is doing unexpected things, and even if you've never experienced it, he will show up. Come on, Jesus. I love him. He's so good. <laughs> my name is Tyler. This is my fourth time in South Africa. I always tell people there's two things that I love about South Africa. It's the people and it's the nature. It's just so beautiful here. You guys are amazing. Um, it's just such an honor to be here. But last night I was in a meeting and, uh, and before we, the word was even preached, before we even prayed for healing, I just felt in my spirit that God already healed people. And so I was like, okay, I just feel like God's already healing people. Two people start raising their hands just like this. Nobody prayed nothing, right? All we did, we, it was just like a transition from worship into, the, you know, the, the regular message. And, and I was like, all right, stand up if you've gotten healed. And, and they were waving their hands. And so uh, I had them give a testimony. And one of the people, they had an issue with their foot and they couldn't walk right. And so I was like, okay, so can you show us all that you can walk right now? And then she walked perfectly fine across the stage, and she was completely healed. So be expectant. You could already be healed. Why don't you test out your body and just be believing and expectant for what God is going to do? Awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How many of you are excited for what the Lord's going to be doing today? Come on, how many of you are excited for what the Lord's going to do today? You guys sound like a bunch of Lions supporters. Come on, back the team. That's it. 
Lord, help my team. Jesus. Thank you. There needs to be a revival. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want to read a passage out of Colossians. Um, Colossians 1, 19. I was spending time with the Lord. And, um, you know, we, we had just arrived from a really long flight. And, you know, and I just felt like the Lord was, was just wanting to talk to me. And so I opened my Bible to Colossians 1, 19. And I feel like this is a word for some of you here today. You know, in the Bible it says, God was pleased that all his fullness should forever dwell in the Son. God was pleased that all the fullness of heaven should dwell in his Son. Everything dwells in Jesus. And I almost had to catch my breath. I was, oh my gosh. I have the fullness of heaven dwelling inside of me. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, is dwelling in me. I lack absolutely nothing. Nothing. Jesus Christ, the Son of God that died on the cross for me, lives in me. And because of that, I lack absolutely nothing. How insane is that? Let me tell you something. Jesus lives in you. And you lack absolutely nothing. The fullness of heaven lives in you. You lack nothing. Come on, church. Oh, I am so pumped for, by this. It's just amazing. And I really feel like today, as, as you're just hearing the word of God being, being ministered, I really feel like the Lord is going to be speaking to you today. Even strategically, over your family, over your finances, over your body. If you need healing, like Tyler said, I, I'm telling you, the Lord's going to heal you today. It's not going to be by, oh, these, this team comes from America. No, it's not that. It's Jesus Christ, the anointed one who died on the cross for you, will heal you today. He will come through for you. If there's people in your life or in your family that you've been praying for that have walked away from the Lord, I'm telling you today, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, will make it happen. Come on. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Well, I am just so excited um, to be calling up the person that's going to speak today. This man of God is amazing. He changed my life and still is changing my life. His testimonies are insane. He lives for the Lord. And I'm telling you that this word that he's about to bring is going to change people's lives this morning. Come on, please wel welcome up Tyler. Come on. Amen. It is an honor to be here. It really is. God's doing amazing things here. Pastor Luke, Pastor Amo, you guys have changed my life. I mean, your ministry will forever leave a mark on me. On our team, on Daniel, every time we come here, yes, we're giving an impartation. We're blessing you guys, but you guys are always a blessing to us. And I'm forever grateful for what you've done in my life and just our team's life and Daniel's life. And so thank you so much. Church, do you agree? Aren't they amazing leaders? Are you thankful for them? Amen. 
Hallelujah. So like I said, this is my fourth time in South Africa, and I just love it here. Georgia's my favorite place. It beats Nisna to me. And I've heard people are like, Nisna's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but Georgia's really great. <laughs> and uh, it's just beautiful. I'm a, a mountain man. I just love to hike the mountains. And uh, yesterday we were at the beach. It was just beautiful. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, this is not my normal color. Uh, I'm not usually red. The other day at uh, dinner, I was talking to one of my teammates, and he goes, because he was burned as well, and he's like, we're just burning for the gospel. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to burn for the gospel in that way. <laughs> I was like, but yes, we are burning for the gospel. We were preaching the gospel. People were getting healed. People were getting saved. So, um, but before I really dive in, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you are here amongst us right here, right now. We thank you, God, that you came to transform. I thank you, God, that after this message, not a single person will be the same. After this service, not a single person will be the same. We did not come here to have a regular service. We did not come here because it's just Sunday. We came here because it's you, King of kings and Lord of lords. And we acknowledge you today as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The Lord spoke to me one time and he said, Tyler, you'll never know who you are until you know who I am because you were created in the image of me. Colossians 3.10 says, to put on the new man that is renewed, or who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him. So if we don't get to know him first, in his love for us, we'll never know who we are and what our mandate is on the earth. Because we're no longer a part of this world, right? We live in the world, but we're not of it. When we're born again, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that, the, that those who are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Jesus says in Matthew, to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word repent actually means change the way that you think. Turn away from your old ways because there's a new kingdom that's being established here on earth. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it says that God has reconciled us back to the Father through his son, Jesus Christ. And now we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. He reconciled us, humanity, back to himself because Adam dropped the ball big time. And Eve, right? And now we're reaping the repercussions and the sin of the world. But hallelujah, God had a better plan. Amen? That he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for our sins. It says uh, in his word that... He, God made him, as in Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, to become sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. He made him to be sin. We're no longer sinners. Our identity went from sinner into saint, sinner into righteousness. That's our new identity. That's what Christ paid the price for us to live in. 
my God, I do not want to walk through my life with the, with the reality of not living the life that Christ died for me to live. We have to get hungry. We come here and we're ministering to you. We can't get hungry for you. You can't get hungry for us. You have to get hungry for yourself. When you don't feel hungry, you got to say, you know what, Lord, I do know you. And you got to push past the feelings. When you feel like you're not connected to God, this is what the word of God says in 1st or 2nd Corinthians. It says that those who have been brought together with Christ have been made one spirit with him. In Hebrews 1.8, oh my gosh, I love this verse. It says this, he rules his, this, uh, his kingdom with the scepter of righteousness. So the scepter of his kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. So he chooses righteousness to rule his kingdom. Who is the righteousness of God? Jesus. But he who knew no sin became sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. So who else is the representation of the righteousness of God? So how is God choosing to rule his kingdom? If he rules his kingdom with the scepter of righteousness and we're the righteousness of Christ, Jesus, who is he going to choose to rule his kingdom on the earth? It's going to be us. Thank you. Such a compliment. Thank you so much. But if we don't know this, we'll never live the way that we're supposed to. We'll never have the relationship that we're to have with Christ Jesus. If we never know how forgiven we really are, and we're living in condemnation, and we're living with this idea that every time I make a mistake, there's separation between God and I, we'll never live out our identity in righteousness. The whole point of righteousness is that we have been reconciled back into right standing with God, so we never have to look at our sin again. God has blotted out our sin, and he remembers it no longer. His blood comes and washes us completely clean. And the more that you know that you're forgiven, the more that you're going to walk in grace. Thank you. <laughs> My God, I should preach more often. <laughs> My God, my God. Romans 8, verse 1. This is what it says. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation. A good way to interpret the word condemnation is separation. Condemnation is eternal condemnation. You're separated from God. That's why Jesus had to come. There is therefore now, right now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who's in Christ Jesus here? Come on, that was weak. I'm like, we're in Christ Jesus. Come on, who's in Christ Jesus? 
And then verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We no longer reap what Adam reaped when he took part of the fruit in Eve. We now partake of righteousness. It also talks about in Romans that we're now slaves to righteousness. We were slaves to sin, but now we're slaves to righteousness. I'll never forget when the Lord spoke to me. He asked me a question, and uh, I was working. He said, Tyler, he was like, if Jesus was here in the physical right now, what would he do? I was like, well, he would heal the sick cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and do every other miracle that he did in the Bible. He was like, exactly. So why did I make a way inside of every single person in the world just to stop what he was doing? Thank you. How amazing is that? Jesus says, you know, a lot of times people are like, man, it'd be so great if Jesus was here in the physical. It'd be so awesome. I just want to be with him. I want to touch him in the physical. I want, I want him to, you know, love me in the physical. I want him to, you know, speak to me in the physical. And I want to see him do miracles, signs and wonders like he did in the Bible. But Jesus himself, the words that came out of his mouth is, it's better that I go and that I'm not here. And he says, the reason why is so that I can send my Holy Spirit. And so now we have his Holy Spirit. carry these note cards it's just the word of God because man shall not live on bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God I'll tell you something right now you want to know how to overcome the enemy when he comes with his lies when he comes in with fear how did Jesus when he was presented from the devil and he was questioned by his identity that's what the enemy is trying to do all the time it's the first temptation that he did with Jesus in Matthew 3 God speaks to Jesus, his identity. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And as far as we know, he didn't do any works or miracles. And he said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Today, God is speaking to every single one of us and saying, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. I'm not looking for you to do anything or for, to um, achieve some kind of righteousness or, or holiness right now on your own works. No, you are my son. You are my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. But what does the enemy do? He comes in with half truth, half lie. And he comes to Jesus and he says, if you are the son of God, if if you're really cleansed fully of your sin, if you're really totally healed, if you're really completely forgiven, if you're really loved, how does Jesus respond? Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We have to stand on his word. In that moment, Jesus overcame the devil by standing on the word. The devil knows truth, but he can't speak in truth. Jesus was the one that spoke in truth. Because he also tempted him and said, you know, um, jump off this cliff and, you know, the angels can save you. And, God, and Jesus responds. He's like, don't tempt the Lord your God. 
What was the devil doing? He knew truth. But that's why we have to live according to the Spirit. And the way to do that is to actually know your righteousness. Amen? Let's go to Romans 6. Verse 4. And this is what it says. Therefore, we, who's we? Us. We're buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Jesus Christ came to give us life and life abundantly. The greatest gift of eternity is eternal life. Jesus says he is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, and the end. Any kind of gift that humanity could have received in that span of time was eternal salvation. And eternal life is to know God, to be reconciled back to God. I'll never forget, I used to live a life just totally in the world, apart from God. And I wanted nothing to do with God. And I got in, I just, my childhood was really messed up. I experienced a lot of things that children should never experience. And I just grew up very angry. I wanted nothing to do with God. I wanted the world, you know, to satisfy me. And, um, and in that process, I went way off and I just got hooked on drugs and alcohol. And I really messed up my life. I got arrested uh, three times. And uh, it just, yeah, long story. And so, I was in my garage, and it was while I was doing drugs. I always believed in God, but I was just like, you know, never really fully wanted him. But it was in that moment when I was doing drugs, and I started to speak to God, and I said, God, I was like, I can't even stop doing drugs if I wanted to. It's just, I can't. And then he spoke to me, and not audibly, but it was like through my being. And he said, Tyler, I love you as a drug addict. I love you as an alcoholic. I love you just the way that you are. And for the first time in my life, I realized I didn't need to get all my ducks in a row for him to accept me, for him to love me, for him to want relationship with me. It was while we were still sinners that Christ came and he died on the cross for us. It was while we were still sinners that God demonstrated his love for us. It's all about love. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It was an act of love. It was an act of reconciliation. It was an act of complete pursuit of humanity because he loved us so much he couldn't go on without us. He was like, I love my creation so much. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, he chose us in him, in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. 